Welcome back, fam. This is Erica Jordan Thomas with the EJT Show. And today I am so, so excited to have a very special guest with me of Latrice Lyles, who is recently a member of my Get Launch Consulting program. And so let's welcome Latrice to the EJT Show. Welcome, Latrice. Hi, EJT. And hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be able to be here with you guys today. I am so excited to have you here to share your story with our audience and to learn more about the amazing and incredible work that you're doing. So let's just first start off with learning more about you and your story. So I know this can seem like a really, really broad question, but tell us who is Latrice? Yes. So... um... Recently, and I believe you did um, the Girl Trek Challenge Black History Bootcamp um, back in June as well. And I have been moved, I guess you'll say, from that to just name like who I am, like through who whose daughter I am. So Tracy um, is my mother, an incredible woman who set the foundation for the life that I'm, you know, fortunate enough to live today and um she is really I I guess I'll call her like my, my north star like my guiding um my my guide in a way in life and she set the foundation for education to be extremely important for me at a very early age um a lot of people talk about or I remember my friends talking about hey you guys are you going to go to college? Um, even when we were younger and in my house, it wasn't a question of if it was when you go to college and where. Um, and I vividly remember talking about going to college as a young child, like a very early memory of when I was probably four years old. Um, and she laid this foundation that education is like, the tool, um, not the only tool, but the tool that our family wanted to use to change generational curses. Um, and that turned into me just having this natural love for learning. So who is Latrice? I'm a daughter of Tracy and I'm a lifetime, a lifetime learner. Like it's, it's my joy. It brings me so much joy to just learn. It could be like a little tip on Google. It could be anything. I try to learn something new, more than one thing new every day. Um, and outside of that, I am a sister. I'm a friend. I am an educator. A role that I feel more is more so an identity for me, um, being an educator. And that is where I get to, I feel blessed in that I get to use my role and my identity as being an educator as the avenue for me to live out my heart's work. And I call it my heart's work because I really believe that um, a higher power put me here to serve and specifically to serve children. It um, brings me an incredible amount of joy to do that. Um, and 
a lot of times I will completely give everything I have away in service of um, others. So Latrice is a daughter, a learner, a an educator. And um, I also like to do other things like shopping and traveling. But unfortunately, due to COVID, COVID pulled up, as I like to say, <laughs> um, it completely changed what summer looked like. But um, I've been getting my shopping fix online. You posted one day about the lip bar. Yeah. <laughs> and the earrings. So I've been on the hunt for um, just, you know, small things that can bring a little color and joy each day. And for me, one of the uh, small things was ordering from the lip bar and ordering directly from their company and not Target. Because um, the lip bar is black owned and um, yeah, learning again, learning to love, uh, sorry, loving to learn. Um, one thing I have worked on just personally is learning more about economics and black economics specifically and keeping money within um, the black community a bit longer. Um, so, yeah. And lots of things. Mm, I love your your homage and the revisiting of Girl Tracks, a charge for us to be really clear on who we are the daughters of. And so I really, really appreciate hearing hearing that acknowledgement of of just the matriarchs in your family and and almost feel that it would be appropriate or else my mama would look at me like you're not going to acknowledge who I am the daughter you are uh so I am the daughter of Freddie and the daughter of Minnie and and just acknowledging the source of of just the blueprint we come from which I think is mm-hmm. incredibly powerful I also really really appreciate the way that you talk about your identity as an educator and I think that's really hard. Um, I think that that's getting lost right now in our context mm-hmm. of, of school reopening around lots of people having lots of opinions around education yeah. and teachers. And I love this key point that you're naming of those of us who are educators. For us, it is not a job. It's an identity. And so that's really, really powerful. And I appreciate you you naming that. So when you say educator, just walk us through um, your path of of what roles have you you experienced and served in within education? And a part of that, uh, would love for you to share with folks how we met, because I think that's going to yes. come up. There's an intersection there, but tell us around just your pathways in education and talk a little bit in terms of how we met. Yeah, so... Um... I'll say my, my first role in education was as a student. Um, that's really important to me because I constantly remind myself like I'm always a student, always learning. Um, and formally, as a profession, my first uh, role was as a classroom teacher, a first grade teacher in Miami-Dade County in Florida, all 2013. Um, and it was a almost a rebellion in a sense. I didn't go to college. I know I talked about that a bit earlier um, to become an educator. I went to college because I 
was raised, um, knowing I was going to be first generation, um, but also raised to find a career that was going to be financially rewarding. So I studied finance undergrad. I interned at JP Morgan's private bank. But then again, that identity as being an educator kept like coming through. Like I wanted to serve. I didn't want to simply manage someone's money. I wanted to make a difference in the lives of people who didn't have that type of wealth that needed to be managed. So um, I grew up like many young children playing school. And in high school, I did a teacher cadet program. And um, I swore off teaching because I thought the kids were so mean to the teachers I worked with. Um, But then I realized like that, let me try this. So that's where um, I decided to do Teach for America. So I knew it was a two-year commitment. I could try it. Um, At the very least, I could um, serve in a capacity to support young children. and then from there, by the end of year one, I was like, this is, this is my life's work. I'm an educator. I've assumed this identity and I'm going to, you know, do this forever. And um, so from there, I worked in Miami for the two years. My dad got sick, so I moved back home to Atlanta. Um, and I worked within the charter network here in Atlanta. I'm at two different schools over the course of three years before um, working as a classroom teacher and then in other instructional leadership roles. Um, Then I decided, I was like, you know what, Latrice? Um, It's always easy to see how things aren't working, but instead of like complaining about the state of education, um, you had the power to you know, create a space that remedies the things that you feel are, you know, lacking for children and for educators to thrive. So that's when I applied to Hugsy and that's where I met you. And um, I know, I think the first time, and we didn't meet in person this day, but the first time I remember this vividly, I, we were in the same class with Monica Higgins. And love that class. And yes. I remember um, she liked to cold call, um, but our class was super interactive. And I remember you raising your hand and you shared, some, and I don't even remember the case study, but it was just um, the point you raised was so balanced. And um, and we weren't even talking about education. So just put that out there. Like this class, we did case studies across fields and industries. Um, and I believe it was the case about, I forget the name, but the airplane company. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fast Airways. Yep. Yes. Yes. So um, your point was just so succinct, but you the point you made was, so full of balance, I'll say, um, in a way that I, w- I was taking, like, I st- took a step back and I was like, wow, like, this response cared for 
customers, and it cared for the employees of this organization. And honestly, I don't even remember exactly what the case study was about beyond the airplane, but that balance stuck with me. Um, and I was like, I have to like meet Erica. Like I want to like know that thinking, you know, like how to care um, for multiple stakeholders, like in, in an instant almost. So um, then uh, we had like similar circles of friends. So you're in EDLD in your final year now and the school leadership program um, has the same instructors. Um, Deborah Joel Sherman, she was my um, advisor when I was in school. So um, yeah, we had lots of connections. And then one day I was just like, hey, I see you're doing this consulting thing. And um, I didn't know what was next for me after Hugsy, um, because of course I am in the process of working on a school, but that's not something that happens in 10 months. Like I couldn't look to that to be ready up and going by the time we left. Um, and I said, you know, I have so many experiences in different places and I really want to figure out this consulting thing. And you were like the first educational consultant that I had witnessed and met that wasn't like this corporate um, consultant. Um, you were really like boots on the ground. I have worked in education. I know this industry. I know this sector. And you had like real time experience to support um, the work that you did. And I just thought it was so valuable. And then we met up, I forget the name of the cafe, but it was right there, uh, not too far from Appian Way. And we had tea one day and we just talked. And since then, I've been, um, of course, continued to follow you. But when I saw Get Launched, I knew like Get Launched was for me. <laughs> and so you're, you're back in Atlanta now, correct? Mm-hmm. So, uh, first off, I did not realize that you were a finance major that just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, make, I mean, I already loved you, but that made me love you so much more <laughs> as, as a former high school math teacher. I'm like, yes, come on finance major. Uh, that is so, so dope. Um, and, uh, I also find it fascinating because I'm, I'm having this realization during our conversation which was a little bit of my my next wondering is where the thought of consulting came from for you. And so yeah. it, it, it seems like as I'm talking to folks um, who are interested in consulting, who have done consulting, for a lot of people, the, the idea for them to begin consulting is birthed out of a season of transition where folks mm -hmm. are trying to figure out like, what's the next chapter what, you know, I have these gifts and talents and let me try ex and explore that. And it sounds like that was, that was a little bit of, of kind of, of your thinking too. Does that sound like it's accurate or I'm just curious of like, like what, what led you or prompted you to really, you know, get serious of, I think I want to do consulting. Um, it definitely was a, a season of transition and change. So for me, my season, I feel like I'm still in my season of transition after Hudsey. Um, 
I, when I first came back, I decided, you know, I'm going to keep working on my school, but I'm going to go back to the classroom because being in community with the community, essentially I, I grew up in, right? Like being a part of that community and working and serving in that community is important to me. It's like life fire almost. So it's like, um, so I decided like, I'm going to go back to the classroom. Um, and I'm going to work with children as I build this school. But as I did that, I realized I was like, you know, I could have this crazy impact through impacting more educators. And um, just through the email course, I launched Anti-Racism for Educators 101, almost 3,000 educators participated. And my goal was 100. So that still for me is kind of like, okay, you know, like just processing that piece. But in my career, if I teach for 30 years and I had 20 students each year, that's 600 kids. But 3,000 educators and just assuming um, that they serve 20 children, that's 60,000 children in 2020. And for me, like the realization of this additional and exponential impact um, in my time of transition, like helped me see, like, I, I want to have, you know, individual touch points within education, working with children and working with other teachers. But I also want to support as many teachers as possible because kids are at stake. Their, their lives, their, um, their their learning, their well being, especially now in the era, I, I used to just say pandemic, but like COVID has become like a chunk of time, right? Um, in this like era of not just COVID, but the other epidemics that are rampant in our country outside of the disease, so um. Yeah, it was like transition plus a desire to reach as many children as possible. So, I mean, this is what Get Launch Consulting is all about. And you've just said it in such a beautiful way of, you know, traditionally when folks hear the word consulting or consultant, that there is an Mm -hmm. archetype that people think about. And usually that archetype is a white male. Mm-hmm. Usually that archetype is in the business sector. Yep. Usually that archetype centers money and not necessarily, uh, and, and I say that like with a little bit of an asterisk because I believe it's important for folks to prioritize wealth. However, I don't believe that wealth should come at the expense of others. And so I think sometimes that um, there is is this archetype of when we talk about consulting or consultants that it's oh they're about the check and what what might they sacrifice in order to get the check um, or what are their priorities in the right place or their values in the right place when it comes to getting the check and so what I really appreciate about what you you said is. When we talk about consulting and get launch consulting, we are really centering the impact, the expansion of impact 
that really great, amazing educators can have when they believe in themselves and take the healthy risk to put themselves out there to do even more great work on behalf of kids and communities. And what's so fascinating and what was, was really my motivation for starting Get Launch Consulting beyond getting tons of questions from educators interested in consulting, but even my own personal experience as a consultant and as an education leader of interacting with consultants who had no previous background in education and their work or advisement was coming from their perspective, which was outside of the context of education. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean that they they weren't effective. I'm saying that there were experiences that I've had where actually some of the nuances of education, the nuances of communities, the nuances of students weren't centered or considered because they weren't operating from that lens. And so part of, I think, the magical thing of Get Launch Consulting is, you know, operating from this theory of change is if more educators who have experienced impact, who have a heart for communities and kids, are at decision-making tables supporting communities, districts, education organizations that actually will begin to accelerate the, the, what needs to happen, the change that needs to happen in education. And so I just, I, I really appreciate the way that you've, you've articulated like what this, this, how we define consulting is right really impact and you still need to get your check. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, we talk a, a lot around like how you can hold both of those and how both of them mm-hmm. can exist at the same time of building your financial freedom and continuing to have an impact. So you were starting to talk a little bit about this, which is getting me so excited around, <laughs> you know, the successes that you've been able to experience in, in your business. And in case folks missed it, or, you know, if they're multitasking yeah. while they're listening to this, <laughs> didn't catch, catch that number of 3,000 folks who have enrolled in your email course. Yeah. And you stated you had a goal of 100 and you had 3,000, y'all. There are, there's a comma in that number, 3,000 <laughs> folks who enrolled. And so that's one of, of many successes that you've had in your business. And before we kind of talk about the successes you've experienced in your business, tell, tell folks a little bit about your experience in the program. And so yeah. like... But specifically, I want to know, and y'all, like, I'm, I'm acknowledge that, like, this is is my program. I'm not setting this up to like share stories that aren't true. I really want folks to hear what the work feels like of building a business, and so would love for you to talk about your experience in the program. And yes, there's many great things about the program, which yeah. you know you should definitely feel comfortable sharing. But like, I really want you to share with folks, like. What was the internal work that like you were yes. able to do through the program? Some of the ahas, some of the like mental shifts that you made. Tell us about those. Um, I really love that question because if you look at like my journey since starting and completing Get Launched to now, it's easy to say like it was a, like a plug and play, right? Like you do this one thing and then you have these outcomes. and um, there's an asterisk there too, right? Like I did so much like self-work and get launched. 
Um, and honestly, it's a part of the offering, right? Like it's there. When I registered, I saw working on mindsets, you know, like I saw that. Um, but never did I think that that was going to be, um, and it was a healthy challenge, I'll say healthy work, um, that I needed to do as well. So, um, there were two types of mindset work that I did. Um, the first was mindset around money. And, um, I, I am, you know, vulnerable enough to say like, I didn't know that my family was living almost at the poverty line because I never felt like I needed anything. Um, however, when I, you know, take a step back and I look back, I, I do have, um, and I'm actually working against this, the, the poverty mindset that, um, is so prevalent in so many communities. But I um, argue to say, like, at the intersection of being Black and a woman, it, it, it happens a lot of times. Um, and I used to tell myself, like, even the investment in the course, I was like, you know, that's a big amount of money in a way I need to put that into my rainy day fund. You know, I could do an extra payment on my car and car insurance this year. Like I started to talk myself out of investing in myself um, because of this feared rainy day and this rainy day that um, honestly many black and brown people don't even get to plan for I felt privileged just to be able to, you know, work on an emergency fund. Forget about, you know, um, just, you know, like working paycheck to paycheck. So I was like, okay, I'm going to invest. And I will say um, another thing that pushed me in that mindset work of thinking about money was the return that I saw as someone who had gotten to know you and by no means do I know like, Oh, EJT makes this amount of money in consulting. But what I did know you were booked and busy. And there was a lane that for, for all of us Mm -hmm. in education consulting. Um, So I had to tell myself, like, I don't want to invest this amount of money. Um, or I'm talking myself out of it. And when we got to that money mindset work and get launched, I spent a lot of time there after that class, um, just unpacking how I reacted. And I'm so glad I I did take the class. And for me, it was a self-care thing. It was like, okay, um, you can make an extra payment on your car or you can create an opportunity to say, if I don't want to be in a classroom anymore, I can go. Or if mm-hmm. I, like, you know, if, if, if life gets to a point where I need to, you know, take care of a family member, I can do that. 
and I can still earn a an income. So when it paid off, so <laughs> um, shameless plug, and I and I really don't want to no do like, shameless. Oh. Go ahead, like shameless plug. I made my money back that I invested in myself, like five, six fold. Tell the people, yes. And I made it back threefold within a month. And like two months out, I'm like, with the different projects I have in the work, and like working tenfold. And that's giving away about four free learning opportunities. Mm. And I matched my income that I was making as teaching full time. And I, and, and honestly, like, is it just like a ton of money when you think about like just the, just amounts of money in the world that someone can have? <laughs> no, but like it proved to me that the mindset that I had about not investing in myself or investing in things, period, is ridiculous. Like, I was like, I'm an asset. I appreciate it so much over the course of getting launched. And that was just like, and that spoke to the other mindset um, work I had to do. Uh, and we call them the gremlins. <laughs> yes, gremlins. The gremlins on your shoulder, on your back, peeking around the corner. As soon as you are about to send off that proposal, here comes the gremlin, right? And I, so many times, and I think I shared it with you guys the, last week when I did the virtual launch party for my business in our official website, because I did all of this without a website. And that's like... Hold on, let's you, pause for a second. Tell the people <laughs> so that way we can... EJT. have a website and you are still able to do all of this. Come yes, on, tell right. the people. No website. I did it with landing pages in a few landing pages at that. Not a ton, you know, not like 20 landing pages. I did it with four landing pages. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and and um, then like the business the, like creation side of it. That's like separate in my opinion. Um, but I got my brand out there with the use of very simple landing pages with like fill to type name, email, subscribe, you know? And um, yeah, I had like those points, like in, in retrospect, it's like when those gremlins, gremlins come up of like, am I worthy enough? Am I the right person to do this? Um, is there someone better that could better support this school? And then I have to remember, like, I believe in, I'm a person of faith. I believe in a higher power. I've been given this opportunity because I am enough. And my skill set is enough. My passion is enough. Wherever I don't have um, a skill set, I know that I am going to develop it. Um, and nothing is ever more than I can bear, even if it's something that I'm meant to 
quote unquote fail it, right? Because uh, for me, like you fail forward, you fail fast, you figure it out. Um, but yeah, like th- that was th- that was the work. Like I, I learned a lot in, on the business side. And I will say I, um, because I was a finance major, I did understand lots of the business aspects already. For me, get launched, and it's something in it for everyone. For me, get launched was about the mindset work and codifying the offering that I had for education, the education community. Um, so I am a person where I have experience doing so many different things that I'm like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I needed to figure out my lane and, <laughs> and stay in my lane um, and get my mind right. That's probably um, the short version. Uh Mm, there's so much good juicy jewels and <laughs> everything that you just shared. And I mean, cause really it's your testimony. Um, and I think what many people underestimate or really isn't, is, isn't super clear when you start on the consulting journey is how much of it is mindset work. Mm-hmm. And you have to put in the work, um, period. So you have to put in the work to address your mindsets. And, and no matter who you are, yep. it's all going to come up. You will have some type of mindset work that you will have to do. Um, and you gave us such really clear examples around the the types of different mindsets that could come up, what the work could look like. And also just want to name that you put in the work. Uh, yeah. and, and you know whether the work was doing the mindset work, whether the work was creating the landing page, that there were were steps that you took to consistently always move forward in your journey. And for everybody, those steps look different. Yeah. Um, but, but naming that, you know, the success that you created, um, Get Launch Consulting was was a drop in the bucket because you you took the work and ran with it. Um, yeah. So so I just I just want to be able to highlight and name that because um, I think some people can can get a little taken back by some of the mindset work or not realize that it's a mindset that's holding them back or yep. people can expect you know it's it's fascinating because I was having a call uh, a one on one consult call the other day and the person asked me, you know, well, um, essentially like what are the passive ways that I could, could get, uh, clients like passive ways to get clients. And I, I asked, I was like, well, did you book with me the first time that you saw something? And she was like, well, I went to like two of your webinars. I watched your TEDx video. I did that. I did this. And I just had to feel comfortable first. I was like, yes. <laughs> so like, know that like your clients have the same type of thinking you do because you think just like the average human being where like you yep. need to see things a number of times before you make the decision out of trust to sign up, to buy, to purchase, which means yep. that you as a consultant, you have to put in the work to show up yep. in front of folks multiple times. Only 2% of folks buy the first time. 
which means the other 98%, you have to be strategic with building trust and creating a presence to where they can interact with you more than once. Um, So I just share that as an example of like, you have to put in the work. You can't expect it to just fall into your lap. There, there, there is passive income, but there isn't a way to get passive clients. <laughs> um, you yeah. have to to put in the work, even if it's structures, to be able to build some of that. So, um, so tell us a little bit about your business. Tell the people okay. about about your business. Who's your your target client? Uh, what are some of the services that you provide? Yes. So I. Um am the principal consultant and founder of Equity Consulting. Um, Equity is at the nexus of education and equity. And I want to point out that it's not just racial equity in education or gender equity. It's equity, period. Because we know that our liberation, or I deeply believe that our liberation as a people is intricately, like inextricably bound to the liberation of everyone. So we can't focus only on Black children. We need to focus on, and I'm not going to go down this deep end, we need to focus on all children, especially white children, because they are the children that grow up to be the adults that make the policies that exist in our systems in our country today. Um, and it's, but it's not at the expense. It's like we center the experience of marginalized groups or I learned this term recently and I really, really like it. Furthest from opportunity, like those furthest from opportunity um, to take the onus of the, of their struggle off of them. They didn't create it. They're furthest from opportunity because of something a system did. And um, anyway, taking those children and centering support for them. So what does that look like at Equity? Um, Right now, it looks like doing a lot of anti-racism and anti-bias support, but specifically through designing learning programs. So... um, Of course, it starts with the basics. We can't work on our practice if we don't work on ourselves because our practice as educators is a reflection of the beliefs and values we hold. Um, That's the foundational work that I do um, a lot of. And for those who are ready to do the practice work, um, and I'm trying to, I'm not an artist, (laughs) y'all, but I'm trying to work on this visual representation that essentially shows like taking theory and marrying it with practice. And like, that's where equity sits. Like um, we can think theoretically about all of these issues, especially when they don't impact us. And I say us like as a collective, as educators, we can think like theoretically, we can think academically, um, but it's about taking that knowledge and then practicing and doing things in practice. Um, So in doing the practice meets theory work, um, Equity offers masterclasses. Um, We offer our, of course, Forever Free is our Anti-Racism 101 course. Um, And it's available on our website. Um, 
now you can enroll in it whenever and do it at your own pace. Um, and to continue the work, because I, of course, I am a student of EJT and she always, she always asks for feedback. So that's something that I've incorporated in my practice too. Um, from the feedback of the initial course that happened uh, the second week in June, people want more. So anti-racism 102 is going to happen um, live, I'll say, the second week of August. Um, but yeah, we equity does a balance of providing free resources because educators, especially my teachers, classroom teachers, spend a lot of their resources, time and money specifically on bettering themselves and being the best that they can. Um, and additionally, when I say educators, I'm also speaking to like school and district leaders um, because we know that those individuals have more power to affect policy and large scale change. Um, but I, as a forever educator and I like classroom teaching was, is, will always be probably my favorite thing. Um, I want to make sure that I'm supporting classroom teachers as well. So yeah, th there's tons of ways to interact with equi equity, but like right now, um, for the month of August, we have anti-racism 102 coming down the pipeline. We have a teaching for equity Institute that, um, does the me work and then the we work. Um, as I call it sometimes, like first I'm going to work on myself the first day of this institute, and then I'm going to work on using research-based practices, how to incorporate this work into my content area. Um, in all of August, it's anti-August for e equity, anti-bias, anti-racist, anti-just, just anti, okay? If, if it's not working, if it's not in the best interest of our collective liberation, we're against it in August. <laughs> we are taking action every day, all 31 days, um, small actions that help build our anti-racist and anti-bias lens. Awesome. And if people are interested, how can, <laughs> how can they reach out? How can they get in contact with you? Um, the central hub of all of the ways to get in, um, to, interact and engage with equity is our website which launched last thursday i'm so proud of this website y'all um i am like i said i'm not an artist i'm not a graphic designer i'm not i'm not a coder um i don't even know if coder is the right see i, I don't know um but what i am is a figure it out kind of person listen that's all you <laughs> need i partnered with um someone who has a bit more website development experience and we built this website from nothing so please even if you want to leave a comment with feedback if it's like it's a link broken let me know um it's equity edquity consulting.com yep awesome uh, latrice this was a pleasure. This gives me so much joy and I am so, so proud of you and your journey. Everything you. that you have already done and you and Equity will continue to do. I'm just so excited. 
for for this upcoming chapter. And so thank you for for taking time and making time to share your story. And and I'm rooting for you. Thank you, EJT. And thank you for taking your passion and the learnings that you have gathered over your experience as a consultant and saying, hey, I want to empower other educators to just stand, like we say, stand in, stand in their shine and share their work with the world um, because there is a space for all of us to do that. So thank you for that. Huh. All right. Thank you to um, our audience and uh, hit me up on social media. Let me know what you think about this episode. If you have any questions about Get Launch Consulting, you can check out my website, www.ericajordanthomas.com or hit me up on social media, E underscore Jordan Thomas on Twitter and IG and EJT Consulting on Facebook. Until next time, good people. Good people.